Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Let's Do the Right Thing in association with RadioWorks. Presented and curated by Adam Hopkinson. This is the LDTRT podcast, brought in conjunction with Passion Media and RadioWorks. It was set up to tell the story of leaders in the media industries and focusing on their journeys and motivations. I myself launched a media agency last year, Passion, to focus on fashion, entertainment and leisure verticals. And we've had loads of great insight and advice in doing so along the way. In fact, a lot of it from guests on this podcast. And I am still, in fact, on the mission to gather the best advice. So I'm really delighted to be speaking to Laura Braithwaite and Kate Merritt today, the founders of Liberty Hive who instantly connect talent in marketing, media and MarTech to forward-thinking companies. Uh, Laura has leadership history in big agencies in the UK, largely Omnicom-focused, and Kate similar positions at Publicis and WPP, but I guess that it was at CARA that you both met. It's delightful to have you both on today. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yeah, How are hello. You? You're very good, thank you. Great to be here. Excellent. It's delightful to have you on here. How's it going? Yes, it's uh, it's great. It's uh, you know um, we're two years into Liberty Hive now. This is our third year, so it's uh, it's all very exciting. N- no day is ever the same. Um, so and thinking about what next for Liberty Hive already. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So do you, do you consider then two years in? Is that still start up or are you? I mean, or is yes. it scale yes. up? Is it okay? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so so you're running. You're doing everything yeah. all of the time. Yeah, yeah. Right? We're doing everything. We're trying to do the day job as well as the future for thinking stuff. Oh wow, you're getting into futures already. Amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it, yeah, and it's really it's kind of really important, and it's also the bit we quite like thinking about where we're going to go. Um, but yeah, it's that constant balance between trying to stop ourselves going too much into the future and 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 make sure we are doing the day to day as well. So okay. Mm. So, so we, we, I certainly want to know what you're thinking about the future. I mean, the thing that's in everybody's mind and conversations at the minute seems to be AI, finally, and ChatGPT is in big conversations all the time. Can you see a, a, a dystopian future where everything is gone and it's all electronic now, or are we still a people industry? Well, I think it's really interesting, isn't it? I think we, we, we will always be a people industry because we've got that creativity at the heart of it. But AI um, is one of those big topics, which I think probably the industry have lent a little bit away from recently. Um, people are starting to talk about it more now. Some Martin Sorrell's come out and said it's going to be great for sort of resourcing. And I think Dentsu actually recently talked about how they're doing sort of AI automation mindset, and that's got to be their focus moving forward. But I think in an industry like ours where we do actually have quite a lot of the mundane day-to-day, whether it's, you know, 
sifting through data to find insights or putting campaign work together, there's definitely a role for AI. I agree. But mm. whether or not it takes over, I'm not sure because you still need someone to be driving that AI. Absolutely. And, and it's probably the magic is having both. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, th I think there's something in terms of spotting patterns and analysing data perfectly. I completely agree. But it is a people per a people industry. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the what we do is actually a little bit bigger than that. And you need the serendipity of the discovery that I don't think that you can teach an AI. Absolutely. Anyway, we're, we're, we're a while from it taking over. Yeah, but, yeah but, but just on that, you know, we've got tech that sits at the heart of Liberty Hive. We're looking at the data trends, but it's still, you know, we have the matching technology. We've been building that technology. We've been putting money, reinvesting to make it better. But still, we can look at, you know, the tech and everything that's going on, but we can still overlay that with human insight and uh, nudge things in the right direction when it when needs be. We couldn't rely on the tech 100% all the time. And I think that's really, uh, that's an important part of how we position ourselves is that our tech does the heavy lifting. But we, Kate and I, you know, we do a lot as well in terms of mentoring and, and nurturing our community. So you've always got to have the human touch, I think. I agree. And it was, I guess, it was a human touch. It was human business that you met in, Cara. Mm. Yes, I know. Wow. Many, many years ago. That was both of us' first role uh, in the industry and worked together for about five years. And then it's um, quite an amazing story in a way because we went off and did our own thing. I went off, as you mentioned at the beginning, sort of WPP and Publicis and Laura's Omnicom. And then 20-odd years later, we found ourselves both having the same idea at the same time and going in to speak to a colleague from who's ex-Cara to run the idea by her. Uh, and it was within the space of, say, two weeks. And she was the one that said, um, hang on a minute here. Both of you are talking about a similar thing. And by the way, you know each other. Oh, so, so independently, you yes. both went to speak to the same person? Yeah, yeah. within the space of two weeks. And we That's amazing. And Laura yeah. and I hadn't seen each other for probably 15 years. Okay. So um, as soon as she said Laura's name, I was sort of thought fantastic and similarly. <laughs> and I think we, we met and within about three weeks, Liberty Hive was registered at Company's yeah. House and we were away. Amazing. So, um, oh, yeah, how nice. chance yeah. connection. And yeah. then, the uh, stars were aligned. I they think. really were, yeah. weren't they? Mm -hmm. What's that called? Syzygy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been in a crossword or something today, otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't know that. So how, what a lovely story. So you, you had history and you had an idea and then you, you came together and you launched and this was two and a bit years ago. Yeah. And yeah, how's we, it been? Well, I think, well, as Kate says, when we registered the company and we had this great idea, we had the business plan, we're looking at funding and then literally COVID hit that we were the following month. Um, and we were talking about this the other day. And whilst it was such a horrendous time and lockdown for us, in a way, if you can take any silver lining from the pandemic, you know, we were talking about the fact we were going to have to re-educate people in the world of flexible working because people didn't get it. And suddenly, you know, people were starting to talk the same language as us when we talked about a flexible, agile resource platform. People got it. We could get across our community really quickly with Zoom calls, you know. So it kind of, I think it, it kind of maybe catapulted or accelerated our, our business idea. Obviously, now as you go into the cost of living crises, and, and this always seems to be a challenge at the moment um, when you turn on the news. So it's nothing's perfect, but it, it certainly did. It's done something that I don't think there's any going back on that kind of flexible model, although things will change again, no doubt, slightly. 
Oh, I agree. And it's kind of a, it's a complicated and difficult thing to to talk about, to have a benefit coming out of COVID because yeah. obviously it was devastating for, for yeah. a lot of people. But, you know, in, in all change like that, in all disruption, there is opportunity and yeah. and. and and you you were doing the right thing at the right time. Mm. Yeah, so and I and I think it was that moment we realised we were we we're onto something because you never know when you start up a new business whether uh, are you completely bonkers? Is yeah. this going to work? Yeah. Uh, and you had to be a bit bonkers, I think, to sort of take that leap. But then, as as Laura said, when people started talking about what we were trying to achieve as well, it, it was sort of the moment we thought, okay, that this makes sense. When what was what defined that moment? When did when did you know? Well, as I think, I think it goes back to um, sort of the language people were using. So, you know, as we said, the biggest challenge was behavioural change when we set this up initially. Is how do you get companies to change to think about a flexible model, and how do you get them to think about hybrid working and all these kind of things? And then, as soon as you know, they had to do it. They had to do, do it. it. Yeah. We were like, well, okay, we're now positioned. We were positioned in in, in a good place to be able to uh, support that. But even on a more simple basis, I think when we knew that we had something was just from the very first LinkedIn post. We we agonised over a post to say, this is what we're doing. And sort of typical, probably females, if I'm allowed to say that, you know, three days of like, is that the right Word wording? Perfect. Is that the right wording? <laughs> yeah. Oh, should we do it? Should we press, should we press go? Uh, and we dissent it. And the response from the industry, just from us saying, this is what we want to do. We didn't have the technology platform at that particular point was phenomenal. I always remember that. People saying, this is great. It's exactly what we need. You know, the, you know, get in touch if you need any help. Um, and it was, you know, a really big eye-opening moment. Um, yeah, there wasn't, yeah. I, I, I think something else that we did that um, we, we set out when we, we put lots of um, meetings in with people that we knew were reasonably tough in terms of how they judge ideas and we purposely Smart. did that by going what do you think let's and make this as difficult as it can be exactly yeah. um and we got we got feedback like why hasn't this been done before or please can you launch this in australia i think that was a conversation yeah. you had kate with someone um and and really some 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 tough kind of media leaders that were like yeah this is a great idea wow and two years in and two years in, yeah, 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 we have over a thousand people on our platform now, which is Amazing. great. We've got about seventy um, media companies, media owners, um, some brands as well. Um, but as we said right at the beginning, it's never it, it's never enough for us. We're always looking at the next thing. What about global expansion? What about you know other categories? It's always always looking and feeling restless and keep keep looking to expand, but uh, never take the eye off the day job really well that's what you need for people that are, are running the organization isn't it it's always mm. moving forward it's always developing mm, so yeah. behind you then are you putting an infrastructure in place in liberty hive to actually run the day-to-day -day more so that you can focus on where you want it to go to yeah we are i mean there's a there's obviously there's a big question around um you know at what point do we take the next round of funding um or or, or seek the next round of funding which uh, I think at the end of last year we looked at recession we got a bit nervous we went actually let's 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 just slow down and control our costs 
But, um, you know, um, I think we're, we're starting to see the green shoots. I mean, you can never be too overconfident in today's market. But we, we, we're looking at ways that we can set up an infrastructure that are not necessarily the traditional ways of doing things. Um, so uh, that we can expand without necessarily raising huge amounts of funds. On that point, it's, you know, the way that we've set up our technology right from the start has been when it gets to a point where we want to go more global, that technology already exists. So it's just a matter of changing some sort of currency and some of the language, yeah. but it's it's kind of set up, ready to go so that mm. we don't have to um, raise huge amounts to do something quite big. So you could even yeah. license it to, to other areas? and Yeah, yeah that may well That's be a, an, another option. Okay, yeah, shut, yeah. Up, shut up, you're giving it away. <laughs> yeah. We're doing our homework at the moment, and that's one of the things that Kate and I always do. I think we do it well. We never take any shortcuts. I mean, maybe some people say that you should, but we do our homework to work out what the, the, the next move. We seek advice, and that's one thing that has been amazing is the support in the industry. I mean, you know, people will just happily, you know, can we run an idea? past you people will listen give their advice I think you alluded to that for yourself at the beginning mm. um, and that is something we're, we're so grateful for and, and we continue to oh. we, were, we were out meeting people yesterday getting lots of advice weren't we on yeah. global on licensing on Absolutely. all those things yeah, all these things you need to know and you, you take all the advice on board you don't have to do anything with it but you've got the option to include it or consider mm-hmm. it and people give you ideas and, yeah. it, and it's fantastic yeah so it's wow brilliant. There we go. And look at you, beaming. You're both beaming. <laughs> uh, well, it's been it's been amazing. It's I mean, I would. It's not not every day is easy, but it has been an incredible journey and one that will, you know, we see it just going on and on in terms of you know the next. Well, I don't know how many years, but uh, yeah. But also, I think today as well, beaming because we're sort of in you know in person so much of what we've done has been behind a screen and I think when you sort of get out and start seeing people like we said yesterday had a day and and just meeting people it just gives you so much energy doesn't it 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 completely does and it's something that I you know took for granted massively but it is it is it's a great part of the business it is a people industry and you know we meet good people have good ideas have good conversations and stuff happens Mm. you know and it's easier to do that in person than it is through a screen yeah yeah Um, Yeah. Wow. Well, long may it go. Hmm. <laughs> what was the trigger? So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really curious as to what might have happened somewhere in the world that got both of your minds thinking along exactly the same lines at exactly the same time to then talk to exactly the same person about <laughs> the project. It's kind of mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so from my side, and they sort of they, they meet, don't they, because you were addressing it for a different um, challenge. I was, I am, I always say was, I still am, a mum of three. And uh, I'd sort of obviously enjoyed working in the industry, had big jobs. Um, When I had my third child, I still wanted to work, but I was finding it increasingly difficult with the work-life balance. And taking on a big job, also living outside London, doing the community, it was just quite, it was too much, really. Um, But I wasn't ready to give up my media industry. And at that time, I was thinking, gosh, wouldn't it be great if there was a platform or somewhere where I could go and say, I'm here, I just want to do a few project works, or I want to do a more part-time role, or I want more flexibility so I can manage things. And obviously, it didn't really exist. If you wanted to do project work, it would require phoning a load of mates to say, have you got any projects coming up? Can you help? Um and it just, it wasn't there. And I just thought there's a lot of people like me. I'm not suffering this by myself that want to work, but finding it increasingly difficult. So 
either women leaving the industry, people being pinched by elderly parents who couldn't manage that balance, or just general unfulfillment. So that was sort of my side, but your side marries in nicely with what you were seeing actually from mm. employers in the industry. Which yeah, is... I mean, I my, my kids are slightly older and um, I was um, pitching a lot at um, Omnicom and it's actually when it comes to resourcing accounts and accounts get won and lost in the media world and you have to manage resource at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. Um, and it is. And, and and I just kept thinking there must be a better way than just sort of trying to shuffle internally teams around um, where you can access um, great talent really on a, on a flexible basis. And and that flexibility is where we, we start. That's our starting point and that always sort of runs through our, the veins of Liberty Hive. Although since then we have now gone on to cover everything from permanent mat covers, long-term projects, short-term projects. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was that marrying of, yes, you know, people wanting to work in a different way and companies really being able to embrace those people and and use them in a a more agile way. But it's between candidates and talent and the organisations. I wonder, just as as you're speaking, I'm wondering whether there's a a more internal thing that you might be able to do within those organisations of structuring the talent and the job in terms of internally at Omnicom or something like that to find the right talent because people will have downtime. Mm-hmm. They might want to get in another project. They might be interested in Australia, but mm-hmm. they're stuck in um, South Bank working and you know, maybe there's something there. Yeah. yeah. People have asked us about creating sort of mini networks specifically for um, for their agencies. Damn it, I thought it was my idea. <laughs> no. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, we haven't actually got round to that. <laughs> okay, then, then I'll claim it. <laughs> claim exactly. it. <laughs> So turning the tables on traditional recruitment then, and you really are. I mean, it's the sort of thing that a lot of people say, but it, you are, and it's been well accepted and well adopted, and you're, like, you're two years in and you're still beaming and you still look like you're enjoy- enjoying it and in it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we 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 talk about turning the tables on traditional recruitment. Um, you know, we have our technology platform, I've said already, that kind of does the, the heavy lifting, but we do a lot to nurture this new community, talk to people, um, talk to companies. So um, we have the, the technology, but also that, that personal side. And then in terms of... Um, quality candidates, time saving, we pass on all those benefits. So you're not paying the big, huge commissions. And I suppose we sit, you know, at one end, you have the boutique expensive headhunters. At the other end, you have that real transactional volume where people are just throwing CVs. Yeah, which is also expensive. Which is also expensive. Um, So, uh, yeah, we we look to turn the tables on on both of those and do something completely different. Amazing. Amazing. And what's your biggest success story? Well, we had one where it was a new client and they'd been let down at a really senior level and they waited six months for this person to come in at strategy level, head of strategy. And they posted the role and found that person literally within a few days um, and contract signed. Really? I mean, that, that was a that was a great because it was, you know, you don't expect to have such a senior role on a platform like that, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that was. But we've got quite a, quite a few different kind of um success stories but don't want to yeah. bore you with all of them but I... <laughs> no and it worked well one of them as well is just on pitching so coming back to this agility if you're looking for someone that's an expert in a particular category area that's obviously marked on the site so someone again was pitching for a rather large uh, account and we had someone that had actually not only worked in that sector but worked on that account on the client side so matching those people to someone to then go into an agency and say you're pitching to this client, this person used to work there, 
Anne has all that experience in the category. She can come in and for two Amazing. weeks and help you and then go off and just, you know, final mm. tweaks rather than anything, yeah. but has that massive category insight. And we can find those people really quickly because of the way the platform's set up. So... Um, oh, we'll be logging on later. We've got a load of people <laughs> that we need to be looking for right now. So, oh, ah, <laughs> so you go no, our next customer. Going to make a note of it now. <laughs> yeah. Where did the name come from, by the way? Oh, Kate's always good at yeah. explaining this one. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the early days, you worked with uh, a, a good friend of ours, Connection, on, on the whole branding piece. And I suppose what would normally take months, we tried to squeeze into a day. Um, and actually with success, because the name came quite easily. And I think it came easily because we were really clear on what we wanted to do. So Liberty, obviously, all about the freedom to work differently and the flexibility and, and that side of it. And then Hive, because we really did want to create a community of people. This isn't a lot of individuals. This is a community coming together. Um, and obviously Hive uh, being bees and going off and doing their own thing, but Indeed. all for the benefit of the community and coming back and, and sharing it. Um, and actually, on that note, uh, the community, our community have been incredible because mm. for two people in media and marketing, we haven't actually done any paid for advertising, <laughs> dare I say. Uh, <laughs> but we have, you know, massively grateful for our community because they go off and when they do their roles, they're, they're out there talking to people and telling them about Liberty Hive. Mm. And that, you can't have a better thing oh, no, than a recommendation. Exactly. So, Word of mouth is the yeah. king of everything. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And, so, it, and it, it does work. And Liberty, I get I get the branding in there and the values. It's, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. And it was interesting, actually, in the early days, because we actually, um, 
we 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 had a legal uh, com- uh company come yeah. after us because it was a bit like Bumble, which was the dating really? site, our, our original logo. Mm. So when we looked into it, they said actually, we were doing all our trademarking and you know making sure we got it all right um, the second time around. Uh, they said actually, you've chosen two words, liberty, which is really popular in in the industry because of obviously that freedom side and also hive is used a lot yeah. in lots of names so you and actually you've put them both together so that can either be really good or you're going to have loads of cases against you so we haven't had any more so don't speak I too think, soon I know, Kate. I know. <laughs> no, touching word touching yeah, word um gosh I, I and but bumble came after you that's well they were really they were very supportive in the end at the beginning yeah. i think it was their lawyers that the and the logo on reflection was our similar. original logo did in fact my nephew pointed out going you know auntie laura i think uh you know it looks a little bit similar to bumble what's your how old's your nephew oh uh, Oh, 20. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Just giving it his game away. Yeah. But they were were all right. They were really good. Yeah. We were quite open and honest and just said, we're we're really sorry. Well, it's it's an easy way to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Defensive and. Women in tech, you know. Yeah. Lack of us. Well, of course, it's the the, the youngest billionaire. Exactly. Mm. So she, yeah, they were they, and we we even were sort of cheeky enough to say, look, hands up. Yes, it is a bit similar. Uh, and if, as we grow, if you you know want to get, if we can get in touch with you and ask you for any advice, is that okay? And they went, uh, yeah, okay. So they were really supportive. Fantastic. And actually, that was another moment we realised we had something because the reason that they, I think, we'd been flagged was obviously the logo, but also we were going into business connections, and that's where they were moving into from the dating. Mm. So if if Bumble were doing it, we kind of thought, well. Mm. We're not we're not on too bad a track here. Exactly. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And and the only other thing to add is we ended up preferring our second logo. Yeah. So our logo second time around is way better. <laughs> so it all worked it's out all in worked the end. Out, yeah. Have you kept all of your uh, your designs and your story writing and and yeah and the the, the drawings next, uh, along the journey? Have you got like a scrapbook there? Well, we filed everything away. Not quite a scrapbook. Sorry, okay. Yeah, so we... that's, that's a, my, my, my version of it <laughs> a is a virtual scrap... scrapbook. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we have actually. Yeah. I think it's an important thing to do because yeah. they are important steps that you make. Yeah. And that's where we came to that logo from. This is what we thought yeah. we did originally. We got out our original business plan that we literally, because we sort of had a year in the run up to launch because of COVID and everything. And we, we took out our business plan the other day and we thought, hmm. Still stands really. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of learnings, and that's the few things that we would obviously change. But essentially, we, you know, our business plan was we're not 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 too far off it from three years ago that we wrote. Amazing. Yeah. Good God, queens of forecasting as well. well then. I mean, how do you manage that? No, well, <laughs> and there's a queen bee gag in my yeah. head there somewhere. Forecasting. When you say forecasting, I, I mean we've had to learn a lot around the world of finance. That's been one area that we've really had to <laughs> zero. You know, the finance platform. We've yeah. had to really, you know, get. Uh, uh, yeah, someone was telling me yesterday, um, we met someone from an agency I used to work at saying how terrible I was at filling in timesheets. And now I really appreciate the value of such things. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that tr- triggers an interesting question. So the, you both came from corporate backgrounds and, mm. and big entities to then to run your startup and get it going. I mean, what was the biggest change that you noticed from having the corporate kind of machine to help you? I mean, the, the thing I, I said earlier on about some, there's somebody there to mend the printer if you need it. Now you've got to do everything yourself. So yeah. it sounds like finance and the you know, the accounting side of the business was new. We, we had to learn it. Yeah, We had to yeah. learn 
there was so much we had to learn about tech. We went to see so many different tech developers and we knew we'd found the right tech developer when, uh, well, he's he's quite rude when we come up with rubbish ideas. So uh, we thought that was a good sign. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the finance, we had a lot to learn, didn't we? Yeah. We, 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 I mean, we've got a lot to learn still, but we're getting better. Yeah, and the, that was a big eye-opener. I think one of our early board meetings <laughs> feedback was, I think we need some finance help. Because, we, you know, we're both, at the end of the day, we were both um, comms planners. So we, you know, we love putting campaigns together, that creative creativity side. So, you know, but we, we, yeah. we, we, we're learning and, and, yeah. that, and, and that's what keeps it interesting because mm. you're not doing the same job all the time and Absolutely. you're suddenly putting on a tech hat and then you're putting on a finance hat and then you're sort of thinking about the future and what yeah. that holds and... And I think it is that variety that that makes, makes it really exciting yeah. to do it. Oh, I, I agree, and, and and I thrive in it because it's um, for, for for me it's very much an ego thing. I've backed myself now; I have to go and do it. It's not just <laughs> yeah. like giving it to somebody else to mend the printer because I either can't do it or don't want to do it. Mm. Just got to get on, yeah. get it done, absolutely. <laughs> and it's yours. Yeah. So everything that you do matters, and everything that you do is important. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's all part of the journey. You know, yeah. we we need to learn more yeah. yeah i think the best um financial advice that we have been given along the way that we always come back to is cash flow so yeah. have you got enough in the bank to pay for the next six months worth of cost and that's that's the sort of parameter that we work to every week i never knew that i could look at a, a bank statement so many times <laughs> and interpret it so many different in, ways yes <laughs> exactly what um, do i need and you know in the in the old days when everyone talked about invoice queries you, your heart would sink now it's like right we've got to sort out yeah. these invoice queries it takes on a different Absolutely. Know, level of importance yeah. it completely does and you've got to be on it because mm. in in a week's time you'll have forgotten a bit of the information mm -hmm. then a month's time you've got no hope yeah you know yeah absolutely completely agree yeah, yeah. so you're on it you're firing you're, you're humming all the time are you taking care of yourselves are you finding time to down tools and actually reflect and and enjoy yeah. the journey yeah. or are you just in the maelstrom of it all still I, I think one of the interesting things and again it came up with investors is they quite they they, they prefer investing in a cut you know co-founders rather than in an individual yeah. and i think part of that is you know, it allows you, A, to spark ideas off each other, sense check, do all of those things, but it also allows you to have some time when you need it, if you need it. So I think, you know, you and I, or Laura and I have got to a point now where we both realise if someone just needs to go and, you know, have a few days off or take the time off, we're big encouragers of um, when we do go off on holidays or uh, take a break that we try not to check in or, or or do anything like that so that we do get that break because it is it is really important and mm. we've both got busy lives outside of work Absolutely. so you know that you do need to take it it is quite hard to switch off though it is hard uh, to it, switch it, off. it is hard and, you, and you, you feel an absence of something don't you when, mm. when when you're in it all the time mm. you dream about it oh, you, yeah. you think about it you know whether you're walking to the station you know you, you're always it's always in the background whether you're trying to take time off or not. But we, I think we've got a lot better and we take time off and relax in different ways. Kate, if we were talking about this before, is an amazing swimmer. Well, you're, <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're about to swim the... Phosphorus. The so, yeah, so I'm swimming from Europe to Asia. So, the... Sorry, say that again. You swam from... Um, in August, I'm swimming from Europe to Asia. 
um, across the Bosphorus, um, okay. at the bottom of Turkey. So yes, it's a uh, open water swim. Um, I used to swim lots when I was younger. I haven't really got back into it, but I will be getting back into it in the next four months as I uh, don a yeah wetsuit and try and get in some cold water. But okay. we're totally digressing. <laughs> no, I can we, see your we, face. Oh, yeah, wow. um, this, is, this is different ways of relaxing. I mean, <laughs> I'm more legs, bums, and tums, you know, at the gym. But... <laughs> <laughs> I've got to explore this a little yes. bit more, I'm afraid. So, uh, uh, how? Why? Um, so, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, no, a, a very good friend of ours has got motor neuron disease. So, okay. we're, there's a whole uh, so charity, charitable event charity it. funding event behind it. Uh, yes, yeah, so if anyone sees my LinkedIn later and uh, wants to sponsor me, yeah, that would we'll be great. That. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Quick we'll plug. Do that. Um, yeah. But, no, so it's, there's a group of 10 of us all going out to Turkey, end of August. Uh, I think you have to get for about three days because if the weather's bad on one of the days, you've got to swim the following day. Um, in my head, the thing that's worrying me the most is the cold. I'm not very good with cold, but also the jellyfish. But um, putting that aside, Ooh, putting yeah. those two things aside. Oh. Cold um, and jellyfish are yeah. terrifying they to do, me. They do shop, uh, shut the shipping lane uh, for two hours. So we, we can... Okay, so you're not going to get so run over. we're not going to get run yeah. over. I, no, I need so... my business partner back. Yeah, do <laughs> I don't want to run over. Um, but what about the... Do you, are you actually allowed a, a wetsuit? Well, no, not officially, no. So jellyfish, that would no. be. So can, no. you, can you, like, is Vaseline or something that you can cover in? I think into... I'm going to have to invest in a big pot of Vaseline oh my God. or something like that. Jellyfish, terrifying. Yeah, that's that's not my um. Yeah, I, I'm much better in the pool. How far have you got to swim? Uh, depending on currents, it's five to six k, which isn't too bad. I mean, if uh, if um, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> if you, uh, so yeah, so I, I will tell you more in September when I return. So. Uh, so we, we talked about swimming before we came him because you used to swim with my wife. Yeah, I know that's ago. an amazing connection. And Jackie and I went to the Lido in Hampstead. Uh, gosh, it's about fifteen years ago now. Um, she was up and down doing lengths like amazing, and I managed about a width across the thing before you know she's going up and down like this, and I had to get fished out by the lifeguard. <laughs> so, so, so swimming is, is, is not my bag at all. So I'm with you, legs, bums, and tums at yeah. the gym, much safer environment. Still no quite hard, you know. Yeah, but no jellyfish and no 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 terrifying cold or anything like that. But Absolutely. amazing. We will oh. sponsor you later. Oh, thank you. Gosh, now where were we? I know. I mean, like completely. Dying. I can't remember even how we got onto that. Well, ways right. of relaxing and I ways of relaxing. Our yes. ways of relaxing are quite different, but yeah, um, yeah they're important. Important. I also find though that when, when you when you take time away, it's actually time away from the day to day that you're taking. You know, the, the macro ideas are still in there, and what yes. can we do for the business? Mm. But certain problems tend to present themselves as well. So you, you know, the you take time out of all the noise that's bubbling around you and everything, and you you find a solution of something that was bothering you because you're not focusing on anything else. Yeah, and it's it's great, and you need that on holiday. So even though that you're not working, mm -hmm. you still kind of are. But it's the annoying stuff that you've got rid of. Yeah, and I'm quite yeah. happy with that being the way you define a holiday these days. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. And sometimes we just need to be quiet. You know, our our own families say, "Please, can you not? Can we have a day where we don't mention Liberty Hive?" Which is quite hard. <laughs> no. Well, they're all as invested as we are, which is amazing, isn't it? Mm. They've all come along on the journey, which, you know, you need that support when you're starting something up. So, yeah. 
yeah, that's been incredible, both sides. Mm. Amazing. Now, are you seeing trends? Are you are you able to identify uh, requirements that the industry is sort of leaning towards that it may not even know itself that it needs yet from the kind of jobs and the requirements and the people that you're talking to? Like for example, you know, you see more coders coming into to Adland. Are you seeing more you know uh, mental well-being supporters and things like that? Is there something that you can see that is changing? Yeah, I think the the range of skills that people require are quite different and the people are quite different. So everybody's talking about, you know, what does the new flexible way of working? Should we be working in office? Shouldn't we? And, you know, someone was talking to us yesterday saying, well, we need more data people, but they don't necessarily want to work in an office. They're quite happy. And if they come in, quite, they're going to be in, there with exactly. their headphones. And they don't, they don't need, they don't to be need the yeah. cult. They don't necessarily. I'm not talking about every you know, data person. I'm just saying that d- different different skill sets and that there are different trends and different requirements. Um, but it, it's interesting because we're sort of, you know, it's early days yet for us, but we're starting to aggregate that data so that in the next year or d- two, we can really see those trends and, and share trends them. And see yeah. where they came from as well. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll be able to spot them, yeah, before the industry does, exactly. potentially. And, yeah. you know, and we'll have a dashboard uh, that we'll be able to, you know, as an employer putting in a job, we'll be able to say, right, however much a day and you'll be able to see how that ranks versus the industry's paying whether there's an inflated cost on that because suddenly everyone's looking for that particular yeah. skill set um so data is going to be a big part of the proposition as we move forward and as we collate it now and then so going back to your platform then does your platform learn that itself or do you have people interpreting the data that's coming through well we that's a good question we have um we can't claim to be well, you can, experts. you can claim. Well, we can claim to be many yeah. things, but we're not necessarily <laughs> data experts. So what we have, we've got um, Paul Bennett, who's recently joined our board. So he's our data strategist in terms of making sure we're setting ourselves up in the right way. Um, and then, you know, actually structurally, how do we put certain um, infrastructures in place that will be able to alert us to certain trends automatically versus the, the you know, sort of human yep. understanding those insights. So we're working through that with him at the moment. Um, and he's absolutely brilliant. Anyone who's worked with, shout yeah. out for Paul Bennett. Yeah, he's brilliant. So got um, Paul Bennett and we, I can't remember the name of the place that you're swimming across, but Europe and Asia. Europe yeah, and okay, Asia. So shout outs coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, and then we've got Pippa Glacklick, who's our chair, yep. who's yeah, been with been us um, from the start as well. Was it her that you spoke to together? or? Yeah. I, well, I used to work with um, for Pippa, okay. um, and I approached her when Kate and I weren't actually um, working together, just to sort of sand her out on the idea. And then when Kate and I sort of start building this plan, we went back to Pippa and asked her officially if she could be our, our chair. Um, and she's been really supportive. Um, we're seeing her in the next um, month. And, um, you know, we really get her to, to, to challenge us, help us, connect us. She And nothing's too much trouble. You know, she'll, she'll always go that extra mile. So, yeah, she's been fantastic. Well, that's good to hear because we've just asked her to come on here. Ah, well, oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, she's, uh, she's brilliant as well on these kind of panel discussions or podcasts. She's, she's really, really good. Oh, good. Well, yeah. forward to it. <laughs> In fact, we took some learnings from her because at the beginning when we were first asked to, we did something like Ad Week, we were absolutely terrified because, you know, we've been sitting behind comms planning desks for years and suddenly having to sort of put ourselves out there. And um, 
And actually, Pippa really helped us with that to feel more comfortable and yeah, mentoring us through that. So you're, you're still the front of the business and you're out marketing it. And you're, but again, you know, what's the support that you are getting? How are you building out? We talked about board and other people coming on board, but is Liberty Hive now? How many people are you? Well, we take a leaf out of our own book, which is we um, almost we use our platform. So we advertise on our own platform when we need additional resource. So last year, we you know we could be five people at one time, six people at one okay, time. Okay, so it's a flexible. So we totally yeah. flex it. We yeah. buy a certain number of hours off our developers, but it's the same team, so they feel like an extension of our team. We'll We've always got a finance team that help us. Yeah, finance team. <laughs> need definitely. them in the last couple need of days those. of every quarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then we've got uh, Danielle who helps us with all our, our social and marketing. We have PR team. So we have extensions of our team that, that is pretty flexible. It's great. Well, of course, I mean, I'm delighted. It was going to be my next question, of course. You know, do you use your own platform for your own recruiting? And yeah. of course, they yeah. yeah. It normally does quite well as well, doesn't yeah. it? Which is always <laughs> really nice to see. Yeah. Is, um, is there a demographic change uh, or, or spread of the people that are using? Is it a younger thing that people are coming into or? Definitely changed, hasn't it, since we launched? Yeah. I mean, when we launched, it was very senior. Yeah. Um, so a lot of senior sort of, you know, in, in, in industry language, sort of business directors and above. Uh, but as we've got our name out there, it's, it's really expanding out. So we're more sort of managers and above. And actually, we've got lots of plans to work with entry level as well yeah. now. So partnering with people so that they can come on board. And I think that, you know, longer term, the platform, we know that younger people like using platforms. They're used to using platforms. Do you know, I they, thought, you I'm know, sorry so, to interrupt them, but I thought that you were going to say younger people like me and you're about ah! to make my day. <laughs> But you didn't. <laughs> Younger people like you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you. yeah. <laughs> prefer like a platform. Well, I, I, um, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily a prefer a platform. I think it's that they, used they, to they, it, they, they have to because, you know, within the, the two years of COVID, yeah. everything went. That that cohort of people coming into the industry could only apply for anything via LinkedIn yeah, uh, exactly. or, or whatever so it might be. It. So they're used to it. Yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Wow. So, um, so in the trends then that you're you're seeing, I mean, transparency of salary is quite an important thing that's in a lot of the news at the minute. Are you able to talk about that because you'll see what people are demanding, what people are asking for? Absolutely, and this is a subject that is very close to our hearts, and uh, we've done a lot of research around it. We've been monitoring data on our own platform and testing with clients what happens when you when you are transparent with your with your salaries. And I think it's interesting because recruitment um, is could be one of the biggest enablers of diversity and equality but it's also quite a big blocker and I think when you we were looking at our platform we realized one really small simple thing which is encouraging people to be transparent about their salary could make a massive difference so it makes a big difference to people applying so when people when salaries are transparent uh, women are more likely to apply Um, uh, uh, people from different backgrounds more likely to apply so you get that equality across the board um it's also from a practical point of view is a lot speedier so it yeah. helps people you're not wasting time not wasting time, time expectations and, and are set the at the beginning so it's all, yeah. yeah so there's a big there's a big driver and we've um recently launched a campaign we spoke to the ft about it who covered us earlier in the year um and last year uh, uh baroness uh gosh stedman, stedman yeah stedman she actually launched a a salary transparency campaign pilot in the UK. Um, it went a bit quiet, so we, uh, not wanting to let the government get away with that, we actually wrote an open letter 
to the government asking them what was happening with the equality campaign and salary transparency. And only yesterday evening mm-hmm. did we get a response from Viscount Younger. I think he's taken over, hasn't he? Yeah, he's taken over. And he is now going to be looking at salary transparency and those kind of inclusive recruitment practices. Fantastic. And he's invited us to sit on a, a working panel. Mm. Um, so Liberty Hive, yeah, we, we could be going... Going to number ten, well, that well, might be a bit well, ambitious, but um, <laughs> you get the you get the idea. With 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 a list of um, titles for people that you're crossing off slowly as you get through <laughs> yeah. them, all right? <laughs> yeah. you know, Viscount and Baroness, probably two pretty yeah. good ones. Yeah, yeah. They are, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's, it's it's as I said, it is a topic that's close to our hearts. And when you look at the research that's coming out from other countries where they're trialing it, you know, you look at the states and some of the European countries, and it will happen eventually in the UK. It's just a question of when. So, how can we help? in terms of preparing for for taking the right steps towards salary transparency. And the IPA have just, you know, released all their their recent figures um, and we're still lagging behind in terms of equal pay, which, you know, has to change. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, I say just building on that, Denmark, when they went moved to full salary transparency, they closed the gender pay gap by 13%. Really? A lot in mm. the US, they've done it, and it's um, in New they, York. They closed it by 13% to zero, or is there still... No, there's still a gap, going. but they've brought it closer, right. which is good. Um, the US has closed it by 8%. So there's lots of um, examples. I always think Norway's is the most. Well, ex- Norway they, they publish everybody. Yeah, from the, that, that's the most yeah. extreme. Astonishing. You could go on and find out anyone's salary in Norway. So they're very transparent. I'm not saying we should jump straight into doing that, but because um, uh, there are challenges in, yeah. in being transparent, and we certainly recognise those, and that's why we help support our companies who who want to move towards that way. Um, so yeah, it's a big, big, big campaign for mm-hmm. us this year. Might get to number 10. Well, you know, <laughs> we did just talk off air about us, how we're going to manage that. So uh, I think there's a plan in place. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you, given that you, you, you're you still in your startup phase, as, as you described it yourself, you know, I don't know when it turns startup to scale up, etc. But are you able to share your expertise back with other startups? I mean, how, how are you supporting that kind of community of, I don't know, I suppose you could probably call it a cohort of people coming into our industry? I suppose it's getting involved in in events, events that have supported us right at the beginning. We talked about our first um, workshop that we ever did at Advertising Week. And I know this year round they're doing a lot with uh, the Startup Academy. So we're hoping to to get involved with that. Mm. And yeah, we're always looking for partnerships where we can. Someone actually told us about um, digital founders yesterday uh, that we want to get involved in, where actually it's digital founders all helping each other. Everybody's got advice to give and, you know, m- more contacts to be made. So, yeah, um, yeah we, we try and give back as, as much as we possibly can. Amazing. What I wanted to sort of round off towards is that, you know, you, you, you had your careers in corporate. You started up on your own. You're still beaming and enjoying it and talking brilliantly about it. What advice would you offer to people who are considering taking that big step out of corporate land right now and thinking about doing it on their own? I would say that... Don't overthink it. There are too many reasons why not to do something. And it can be, I mean, it was pretty daunting, especially when, you know, we weren't as as co-founders and we were, you know, out there on our own touting this idea around town. Um, But I would say to anyone starting, if you can find a partner, 100%. I don't think I could have done Liberty Hive on my own, actually. I think, yeah, go for it. Find a partner. 
Um, and also set up properly. That's one of the yeah. biggest learnings we had is if you are serious about making this work, make sure you've done all the boring stuff, the shareholders agreement, yeah. all of How that. How long Get, did that take us? It, it took yeah. us ages and we oh. didn't want to do it. And I'm so glad because, you know, it's, you important. Stop, it's yeah. really important for, for, for people taking you seriously, investors coming on later at, what, at that point you need them. But, um, yeah, just give it a go. I mean, I thought about it for far too long. Um, and the other thing is, I think, you know, when you do start, we sort of beat ourselves up a bit about being perfectionists. And actually, sometimes you just got to go. Just got to do, yeah. do it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yep. And and don't worry too much about being perfectionist because you, you slow yourself down. Mm. And, you know, 90% is good enough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So don't overthink it. And yeah. 90% is good. Yeah, absolutely. We've, yeah. We got, we've got yeah. quicker along the way, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And don't beat yourself up when things don't always work out. Just move on. Of course. On. I mean, they, you, you judge Learn everybody by your own timetable, don't you, mm. without realising that they have theirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, gosh. Okay. So are we just just do it? Just yeah. do it. Just there do you it. go. Yeah, you <laughs> What's okay. the worst that can happen? JFDI. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for having us today. It's been yeah. great. Really that, fun. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed that. Um, oh. So have I. Um, absolutely can we play. come again? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when she's uh, done her swim. Yeah, I'll come, and tell, I'll come and tell you about the jellyfish. Do you know, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm terrified of jellyfish. Oh, so I'm am I. I. So am I. Oh, really? And yeah. Why did, why, why, who chose that location? I, I think I tell you why it's because it's the oldest open water swim in the world. Is that right? And uh, it goes back, and we're going to get it wrong, but it was a Greek sort of tragedy where uh, I think it was Hero was swimming across the Bosphorus to his lover, and every night she would leave the candle on for him to swim across. And uh, one night the candle blew out, and he didn't make it. And then Lord Byron picked up on this. This, this story, Greek story, and he attempted to swim it. And the first time he failed and the second time he made it. And then ever since then, there's been this annual swim um, to, wow. to, to, How about to credit that? it. There we go. So, yeah, oldest open water swim in the world, which is, mm. if we were going to go for an open water swim, well, let's just go straight go, to the go oldest for the, Go for the big one. <laughs> and what's it, Bosphorus? The Bosphorus, yeah. Bosphorus. It's the big shipping channel uh, that goes up to Istanbul. Um, so yeah, we're at the bottom of the Bosphorus. Amazing. Um, so I am going to give myself a challenge. Tell Jackie, get oh, well, your wife no, actually, involved. My, my challenge is just to drop it in casually into conversation later that I know about Lord Byron taking on the Bosphorus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we will definitely sponsor you. Thank you so much for coming oh, in. Well, thank you very pleasure. much. That was real fun. Yeah, thank it was you. great. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to Let's Do the Right Thing in association with Radio Works the UK's largest independent radio advertising agency. Let's Do the Right Thing is a Maple Street Creative production, revised and presented by Adam Hopkinson. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 